0: Hey there! Welcome to Nonfungible Human with Dr. Owee where we chat with thought leaders, influencers, and newbies at the intersection of Web 3.0, the blockchain, NFTs, and life. So, hey, John, thanks for thanks for joining us. We're with John Hatchell, who's the CEO and co-founder of Tideye Health, and. I remember I was scrolling through LinkedIn and someone liked something you had posted and whatnot, and I saw that you were in the healthcare field and you were experimenting with this new company with blockchain meets medical devices and kind of operating in that infrastructure, addressing some of the many issues that we have in that sector, one of which is cost and inefficiencies. And so that's how I came to reach out to you, and I was super excited that you you reached back out to me and we're willing to have this conversation. So, I guess my first question for you is you know, I know you have a, a background in the medical device industry and whatnot. What led you from going from there to the blockchain world and kind of taking that leap?
1: So, first, thanks for having me, Always. I'm really excited to be here and always, always happy to have these conversations. And so, yeah, really, I mean, I, I, I was in the medical device industry for. Just shy of uh, fourteen years, had a great experience. Worked for some really great organizations, and really enjoyed my time in that business and all the opportunities it, it afforded me. But really, my my journey kind of started after that career ended. So, kind of re- like rewind back to you know pre-pandemic, and I had just taken a new role with a company and was doing some research relative to that company around merging businesses within healthcare. And so, you, you look at all the you know kind of things that are out there and obviously AI, you know, machine learning, obviously people are really, really excited about that. You, you know, you look at kind of all the the companies that are, that are building and evol- growing and, and evolving within digital health and kind of looking at where, where folks are looking at tech enabled solutions to provide better care delivery and, and then obviously kind of stumbled upon blockchain. I was a crypto investor, you know, back in sixteen seventeen, right? Like I think most people kind of got interested or started to realize, Hey, maybe this, this digital cash, you know, with their Bitcoin or, and some of the other tokens that were out at the time that were, were pretty popular. Maybe, yeah, maybe there's something to this, but I, I wasn't really understanding it. Right. It's like, I could understand the basics around at the time around coins and tokens and kind of how they worked and even some of the maybe lesser known elements of, of what was popular. But, you know, when I, when I started to, to, to really dive in, I want, really what I wanted to understand was, you know, where are the utility aspects of blockchain and where could they be applied in healthcare and why, why was there so much hype around uh, this technology and where was the applicability really? And so so what ended up as just kind of being a fact-finding mission really became a rabbit hole that I never really emerged from. <laughs> so a curiosity... Ultimately, killed the cat and just kind of became an obsession for me. And so, you, there's there's so much out there in today's world for, from an education standpoint that allows you to really rapidly accelerate your understanding. And so, between uh, you know just obviously the resources that that are made available on on the web, and then the opportunity to get involved in communities, that was really the driver for me personally in in really getting the the understanding and 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 really believing in the power that this tech could could potentially provide to healthcare.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I feel like all of us have that one kind of in where you're like oh this is something I'm maybe going to read an article about and then the next thing you know you're like fully fully submerged and it's it's your life. That's a that's awesome. So, talking about healthcare is like talking about the economy, right? That's like saying like, I have, an, I have a company that interacts with the economy and it's just a, such a huge world. And there's so many like segmented areas and whatnot. So tie dye health, where, where does that kind of operate in this massive universe of healthcare?
1: Yeah. So I, I think we found our place and I think we, we're we're pretty tactile in the sense that, you know, we wanted to, to, to take this tech and apply it in a way that was not only going to be useful in theory but was going to be useful in execution right and so one thing we truly believe is a couple things right like we think blockchain technology is really good at tracking things right like that that's one right? and then two we also believe that even though decentralization is is one of the you know the, the key tenets uh, of blockchain we knew that you know that's that's still a really heavy lift for a lot of organizations right now right is to to be able to provide something you know fully decentralized because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of challenges that come with that you know from that uh, facility that has to take on or a system has to take on such as node operation key management and plenty of other aspects that, you know, not everyone's really equipped to do, right? And so we wanted to be able to bring the best elements of the space, but be able to apply them in enterprise without causing too much disruption. We feel very confident about our strategy and how we were able to bottle that.
0: Nice. So let's kind of bring it to a level that a simple ER doc like me could understand. Say I have a hospital, I've got one bed, I've got one OR, and I've got one orthopedic surgeon. Now, obviously a system like this probably wouldn't need the technology that you're offering, but how, how would your technology kind of interface with that, you know, one, one, one OR hospital?
1: Sure. So, yeah, I mean, when, when you're talking about surgical care delivery, the real challenge for these folks is that they often require products that are supplied by third parties. And so the current systems and processes that are in place to get that product there and ready and and have it staged essentially for a surgery is quite fragmented and there's a lot of friction involved. And so, you know, there's, there's just not a lot of visibility. It's, it's inherently very difficult, not only in healthcare, but in, but in a lot of, a lot of business for legacy IT systems to communicate outside of an organization, right? And so, so there was a, there's a few key tenants that we focus on as it pertains to surgical care, right? So first and foremost, inventory, right? Your supply chain having an accurate data record of, of what product is there and of available and ready for, for patient care. It sounds like that wouldn't be that big of a lift, but in, in current form, most folks don't have that. <laughs> Almost all don't have that because there's a lot of varying categories of product ownership that exist in surgical care that aren't always accounted for. So even it's easy when you're talking about products that are like, you know, consumable medical supply, right? Like everybody's kind of has that log in the supply chain. But when you're talking about the actual implantable medical devices, a lot of them, you know, tend to be on consignment, right? So they're in these consignment models. And the problem is, is not everybody has an accurate data record of that. And so what, you know, so that was the first and foremost thing that we tried to do was, and tackle was, you know, provide an accurate inventory record that had two-sided visibility, right? So we're creating that multi-party connectivity there and providing an accurate data record of all products that are there to ensure preparedness, to ensure that that folks can manage the life cycle appropriately, that they can be able to track and trace these products both inbound and outbound. So that was that was a first first key element. The second, interoperatively, products, you know, they're used, right? And so you've got to be able to capture that data, right? One, for for some type of charge record or some form of transactional record. And you got to make sure that the product that you're opening and utilizing on a patient, Right is indeed the right product that it's safe to use and that you know that the pricing matches up with, with what you have on contract. And so that's kind of the interoperative piece, right? So our system allows allows folks in the OR setting to be able to capture that data, to standardize that data in record with what the FDA has has in their record, and then being able to match the pricing. But even further more than that, we've been able to create some innovative solutions that allow some digital validation around products to ensure that they're actually safe and, and right for that procedure. And so that's a key, key tenant of ours as well, is because we want to make sure that we're providing really efficient, but safe care in the, in the OR setting as well. And then kind of taking out the next step, right, is the transactional piece, right? Which after that procedure is done, you know, there's a whole billing process that then needs to take place for the products that's been used or the services that have been rendered, and largely right now that that is a a, a pretty heavily paper-based process in healthcare right like most things and so in a lot of facilities over the years that uh, you know my my prior life allowed me to experience a lot of faxing you know a lot of a lot of camera phone snapshots so you have you know there's just it's you know, paper upon paper upon paper right and it's very difficult to track track these records and so creating essentially a a standard ledger, right, for that both folks, both both parties can see and have visibility to is incredibly important. And then being able to utilize some elements of blockchain, such as smart contracts, to automate these processes so that the purchasing process can happen, can be automated. And that it can ensure that the product that was used is then restocked back into the facility to ensure that it's prepared for the next procedure that may be coming up tomorrow or you know two days later, right? And so, th- th- again, this seems like it, it it shouldn't be that difficult, and and is probably like the blocking and tackling of of surgery. But the way it stands today, when you're talking about a not like one of these situations where it's a one oh r environment, when you're talking about a 12OR environment with multi multiple service lines and multiple vendors that are now in the mix of of supplying all this a lot of these a lot of this accountability kind of gets passed around and there's not really been until our solution something that's that's been available that allows these parties to have visibility and the and the opportunity to to interact and do business together in a way that provides the transparency necessary to to facilitate this so. Um, we're really excited about what we've built and, and our ability to, to make this whole process not only incredibly efficient, but incredibly transparent. And again, the opportunity to automate a lot of these processes to to lean the operations on it.
0: Yeah, that's, um, it, and you alluded to it, you, you know, if I'm a lay person on the street, I would assume that, you know, every hospital system has like a really streamlined system for something like this. And it's probably been around for 20 years and everything's, great. But then it also probably makes sense that we don't because of so, so much of the inefficiencies we see in healthcare. And the the fact that something that something like this that should have been streamlined isn't is room for blockchain and this new technology to really, really create impact. What when you go to hospital systems or healthcare facilities, when you have that initial conversation about this service that you're offering, what is the initial reaction? You know, in my, in my experience, a lot of healthcare is very kind of stuck in its old ways. And not really receptive to kind of big bold change. What what are those initial conversations like, and what what kind of makes maybe a switch flip for those healthcare executives saying, "Oh, you know, we can definitely go down this route."
1: Yeah, no, I mean, look, we're we're still an early, we're an early stage company, right? So our conversation, I would call our we, I would call this commercial light at this point. We've been very strategic to not you know blanket the entire country you know in some marketing campaign because we've 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 tried to responsibly take this endeavor on right and and we're we're learning with the customers that we have right now as we start to grow purposefully right because we don't want to create more chaos in uh, an area that's already got enough to deal with at its own, right? And so we we, we want to make sure that we're we're doing this with really the the, the customer and the facility their bet, their motives and their their expectations in mind and everything that we do early on, right? And so I think in in every conversation we've had, particularly in the ASC setting, I think that, I think you, you see a little bit of a mix, right? So in the hospital setting. The challenge is when we talk to the executives in hospitals and health systems to date, they don't necessarily understand the nuance and and the challenges that are actually impacting their their surgical care environments as well. In the ASC space, certainly feel it, right? In the ASC space, because that's their business, they know these these challenges and these problems incredibly well. And I would say they've been, been much more receptive because the pain points are just that much more real. Their executive teams understand it, right? Like they, this is all that they do, and so the, the, these things certainly uh, hit a hot button with them. But I think overall, it, you know, no question, there's an unmet need here, and so it's it's really system dependent on where where it kind of fits within their system. But the but the need you know, nonetheless is there. And so I I think, I think we get that acknowledgement. We get that validation from everyone. It just then becomes a business problem where we have to, you know, figure out how to uh, tactfully integrate in a way that is, as this causes little disruption as possible, but we've been very successful in that so far.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Where would you say when you kind of were taking the dive on this in terms of the technology, how the technology has been around for a couple years now. How easy or hard was it to adapt that technology to what you were doing in terms of finding developers that understand the applicability and kind of yep. other nuances? And then especially with healthcare, HIPAA, health privacy information, whatnot. And just if you could give me a sense, sense of kind of where that landscape is at right now.
1: Yeah, no, it's definitely difficult to go find the tech talent necessary to understand this or who who build in certain languages, right? And so, you know, luckily our uh, you know our CTO comes with a ton of experience in the space, and, and and has been has been in the space for well over a decade now, which is great when you've got somebody like that on the roster to help you really tackle these challenges. But you know, at the end of the day, I, I mean these these type of challenges I, when when you just think about. You know the products as stuff, right? And you take kind of the the patient element out of it. Uh, it's 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 not it's not that big of a burden, I think, in development, right? It's the end of the day. All we're doing is we're we're just tracking things, right? And we're transacting things. And plenty of companies have been you know very good at that. And you know there's plenty of examples, I think, of of utilizing b- blockchain to do that, you know, incredibly well, and to to handle you know supply chain really well and, and and handle financial transactions very well. And so for us it was just kind of breaking it down bit by bit and being able to take some of those core principles and just apply them in certain areas and then and kind of evolve that, you know, step by step and obviously I think the the biggest challenge in development with this is that is more related to the healthcare piece, which is just how many departments certain processes touch, and how many folks end up being involved, right? In just the tracking of you know one item moving through a department, and how many how many other parties are involved in that in the current stage, right? And trying to get folks off like mindset change to think, okay, well, can you use tech to to streamline that? Can you have tech improve that workflow? Can you have tech automate some of the, maybe the manual initiation that's currently been used, right? And so that's where you've got to, you've got to kind of come in from a, from a consulting standpoint with them, you know, early on and let them know, Hey, you know, this is, this is an opportunity to, to improve the way things have been done and, you know, kind of show them the way that, of, of how, how the, the applicability of this can, can, can solve that and, and be a great element of change.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's it's good to see that it can be done, and it is being done by organizations like y'all. And hopefully, it'll become more and more accessible and something that is you know more normalized. Obviously, you are passionate about the company that you founded and are working with. But you know, question about what other doesn't have to be a particular company. What other set of ideas or things do you see that are happening in healthcare? Kind of meets the blockchain Web three world that you say is like wow, they're doing something different. They're gonna they're going to change something. Yeah,
1: no, I think some of the things that have come out of the Synaptic Health Alliance are 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 really intriguing. You know what's going on with Avenir. I, I still they, they kind of lift the veil here and there, and you can kind of see what's coming with them, and that that's that's a really exciting company and and what they have uh, have brewing currently. So those are really great. But one one of the things is kind of a core value of ours is that you know. Look, the promise of Web three is is incredibly exciting for healthcare. I, I really think it may be healthcare's best chance to redesign the way care looks while still seamlessly having care delivery happen for patients, and you know, in in every walk. And the way, the reason I say that is because I think you can start to rebuild outside of kind of the the systems and and have them start to interact. While they they adapt and evolve, and a couple of the areas that I'm really excited about, or certain certain uh, segments of the space that I think could be particularly interesting over the years, certainly the centralized science is is a real or D-size. A lot of people call it. I think that's that's a got a lot of promise and, and is certainly starting to, to 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 really ramp up and gain a lot, a lot of momentum really interested in DAOs, right? <laughs> we're, we, we've got some, some R&D in, in the works there. Where we're, we're really excited about the applicability of, uh, of uh, utilizing DAOs in the future to, to really organize parties, people, organizations, right? With, with a common purpose or common goal. And uh, I think can be really influential here in the future with healthcare, self-sovereign identity, Verifiable credentials. I, I think the, the, you know the, the sky's the limit, right? In in terms of utilizing do, those elements to really solve some some big challenges in healthcare as well. And so. I think I, I'm a big believer. I don't think it's going to be one organization, right? I think, uh, you know, somebody has said this before. I, I I'd have to figure out who, who can own the quote, but, you know, blockchain, right, is as a space, Web3 as a space is really a team sport. And so it really is going to take, uh, you know, a number of organizations who come together and, and create almost an ecosystem play. And I think that can be driven early on at an, uh, at an organizational level, but certainly over time. Can start to grow and scale to uh, to really include multiple organizations, multiple systems, payers, you name it, right? And so you, you can start to connect the dots and realize how we can effectively work in the matrix if we if we harness the power of these technologies appropriately and really you know start to drive change by by utilizing them. And so, but the biggest you know, the biggest barrier for that right now is just apathy. <laughs> if you want to break it down, it's just you've got you've got to be able to to evangelize people. And, and get them to see that hey, you know, maybe you know, taking taking a break from some of the the, the logos that you're you know you're used to kind of working with or used to seeing in the space and, and start to kind of branch out and work with with founders like us and founders from other companies who are doing some really innovative things and look outside of kind of the the uh you know kind of the standard operating models to find ways to get creative to to really you know solve this this challenge for once and for good.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that. That it, it it just excites me. You talking about all those things. Um, it is so so awesome to see folks like yourself working on companies and founding companies that are addressing some of these things. And I talked to some folks, and they have you know five and ten year visions, which is great. But I like that your company is addressing kind of one piece of the pie that is very easy to understand and that it, you're already applying and that is going to be something that's applicable to hospitals and systems during the next few months and years rather than kind of a 10-year goal. So thanks so much for uh, joining me, kind of sharing about your company and sharing other thoughts and uh, really appreciate it.
1: No problem. I, it, was, it was a true pleasure and appreciate the invite, always. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us on this episode of Non-Fungible Human. We are always open to suggestions on who we should have on next and feedback is always welcome. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show and we greatly appreciate it. Until next time, stay healthy, friends, and we'll catch
1: you in the next episode.